He wrapped his finger around the trigger and brought the gun before him, facing away from Kashani. He raised it and pulled the trigger. The light blew out with a pop and a rain of glass. The room went black, but in his mind, Hayes could still see where each man stood. Kim's game. He ducked to the left and aimed the pistol at the first guard. Burke felt the hot glass scratch his neck as the light bulb exploded and he rolled onto his feet. The images came like strobes in the orange flash of Hayes' firing pistol. One guard flinching back, struck by gunfire, then the other. Hayes sidestepped left to right, and six shots flared in the dark. Kashani spun with a pistol and shot. The muzzle flame reached out toward empty space and lit up Hayes behind him, his knife out. The dark returned. A body hit the ground. A flashlight cut through the room, then came the cinching and popping of the cords as someone cut Burke's hands free drawing the knife a half inch from the skin on his wrist. Hayes pulled the injured soldier's arm over his shoulder and helped him up. He was dazed. Burke, Hayes said. Sorry about the jaw. I had to sell it. Are you good to walk? Burke fought back against the shock. I think so, he said. I'm here undercover. I was trying to find out who he was working for. Who wants those names? Hayes aimed a flashlight that he'd pulled from one of the guards at the ceiling. We've got a roll before they get back up. Hayes grabbed Sanders' sniper rifle and rucksack, and Burke took his carbine. They exited into the garage. There were two Pinsgauer 6x6s parked along the back wall. A Swiss-built mountain truck. The Pins was an ugly green box on six wheels that could climb a 100% slope. Hayes and Burke took the cockpit seats, and Sanders, conscious but still unsteady, got in the back. Hayes gunned it up the ramp leading out of the underground garage. The vehicle rose high on its springs and was nearly airborne when it came off the ramp onto the long driveway. Burke pointed to the passes to the east. We make it through there, and we're out of the Badlands. Hayes watched the mirrors while Burke cycled through the radio he'd pulled from the room. We could have killed you back there, Burke said. You couldn't have known. No one in the command knew I was here. Burke looked at the house. He didn't see anyone coming. You have a QRF? Hayes asked. A quick reaction force. A team of soldiers ready to come in to back up the smaller special operations units. No, we have to get through the pass on our own, Burke said. There's an extraction point ten kilometers out, but if we get there after twenty-one hundred hours, we're done. They won't be back until tomorrow. That was in an hour, and they wouldn't survive if they were stuck here overnight. The notch in the mountains loomed closer and closer as Hayes fought the wheel. He looked through his side window. To call it a jeep track was generous. It was more like a goat path. It was so narrow he couldn't see road, just his side panel hanging over a ravine that dropped away two hundred feet. The snow grew thicker as they rose toward the pass, and the pins smeared through the turns, kicking debris off the cliffs. Almost there, Sanders, Burke said. The pass opened high to their right as the path curved toward it. The black of the peak gave way to a blanket of stars to the north. But weather was moving in fast from the other direction. Sheets of white snow blew across Hayes' sightlines like static. Over the grind of the pins' diesel, a deep rumble echoed through the pass. It loosed a curtain of snow high above them, and chunks of ice slammed into the side of the vehicle. Hayes forced the wheel toward the steep bank. Get out, Hayes said. What? Out! Now! Incoming! Only Hayes had identified the source of the noise, but it became clear a second later. 
a helicopter banking hard crossed the pass and disappeared behind the far peak. They're circling back! It was a Bell Cobra, an older American-designed and built attack helicopter with a 20-millimeter Gatling gun and a weapon pod on either side. We need to disperse and draw them in. Drop down the ridge ten or twenty feet. It's our only shot. He grabbed the sniper rifle, opened his door. Take the M4, Hayes told Burke. The carbine had a 40-millimeter grenade launcher attached under the barrel. Hit the tail rotor or the pilots through the side glass. Wait for it to come over us. If they use the Gatling guns only, we might survive. He left a blue light stick glowing in the cabin of the pins and climbed out. Burke and Sanders flailed down the snow on one side of the ridge. Hayes dropped six feet down the steep hill on the other and then cut wide across for cover. He dug in, the snow up to his waist, with a boulder between himself and the helo, then raised the rifle, snugged it hard against his chest and shoulder, and took aim. The chugging.